right, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com, plus a special guest to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about spite houses that were built just to annoy the neighbors, how many digits of pi we actually need, and how to measure your passion and perseverance using the grit scale. We'll top off today's Sunday episode with a sprinkle of curiosity where Ashley digs into a question from an awesome listener like you. Today's question comes from Kim on Twitter. Kim had some questions about dark matter, and I happened to be at a conference last week with some experts on the subject. Today, you'll get some answers from Katie Mack, a theoretical astrophysicist who knows a lot about dark matter. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, how many digits of pi do you know off the top of your head? Is it 3.14175962? You're getting all the right numbers, but they're in the wrong order. 3.14159653. There's no seven. 92653? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been lied to. <laughs> what have I memorized my entire oh, childhood? I'm disappointed. Do you have any of it memorized past the one four? I think I, I mean, now that I have it in front of me, you know, but I think I could have said 3.14159. I think that's about as far as I go. It doesn't matter because today we're going to answer the question, how many digits of pi do we actually need? Pi is an irrational number, so it has an infinite number of digits. So the key here is need. NASA scientists keep the space station up and running with only 15 digits of pi. Here's some perspective on that. The Voyager 1 spacecraft is about 12 and a half billion miles away. Let's say we have a circle with a radius of exactly that size. And let's say we want to calculate the circumference of that circle. If we use pi rounded to the 15th decimal, the circumference comes out to about 78 billion miles. According to NASA, by cutting off pi at the 15th decimal, that circumference would be wrong by about an inch and a half. Yes, the calculation of 78 billion miles would be off by an inch and a half. Not bad, right? Now, the radius of the universe is about 46 billion light years. So what if we needed to run some numbers against that? According to NASA, we'd only need 39 or 40 decimal places to come up with a circumference that's so accurate, it's within the margin of error about the size of a hydrogen atom. That's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. The big takeaway is if you want to impress your friends by memorizing pi, then you might want to stop at 40. Anything past that might be a little unnecessary. But hey, we don't judge. No judgment here. Ashley, have you ever done anything to spite your neighbors? No, because I'm a saxophone player and anything I can do to get in their good graces so that I can practice without them complaining is a, is a good thing. Yeah, that's fair. Being yeah. a musician in the city's got to be tough. It is. Well, some people have gone really far to spite their neighbors. We wrote about this today, and this is a real thing, and it's my new favorite thing I had never heard of. Me too. Yeah. Maybe you've seen one and you didn't even realize it, but there's a thing called a spite house, and it's literally a building someone puts up just to annoy the neighbors. You can read the stories and see pictures in a full write-up today, but my favorite one is nicknamed The Grudge in Beirut. So here's one example. Picture this. Two brothers inherited a plot of land. One brother built a decent-sized apartment complex on his plot of land. That's a pretty good investment. Well, the other brother's plot of land was truncated by a passing road. So because of the way it was shaped, he couldn't really do anything with it. And that sucks. So despite his brother, he built an absurdly skinny structure in 1954. The building is so skinny, it tapers off at one point to where it's only 23 inches wide, or 60 centimeters. He literally built it just to block the view from his brother's apartment complex. I mean, what are you going to do with a building that's 23 inches wide? If you see the picture, it looks like basically a three-story wall painted pink. I don't even see how you could walk inside of it. To me, it looks like you could kick it over to knock it down. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. 
So that's one example. And we also wrote about a less extreme example of a spite house in London. It's called the Candy Cane House. A woman bought the house for several million pounds and she wanted to tear it down and build on the property. Well, her neighbors weren't really keen on that idea, so they made it hard for her to get the right permits to do that. Well, in the meantime, she decided to paint her house with this hideous candy cane stripe pattern, like literally bright red and white stripes to make the whole block look ridiculous. So spite houses are definitely a thing. There are some really great stories and you can find them all today in our full write up on curiosity. Doesn't that happen in the movie Up? Yes. And actually, in this story, we mention the house that that's based on, which is technically a spite house, but not really. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll have to read the story to find out why. We got a listener question about dark matter and Ashley got an answer from an expert at Nexus in New York. But before we dive into this listener question about dark matter, how was the conference last weekend? It was amazing. I talked to so many cool people. I got to meet some people who I've been a big fan of for a long time that I've never met. And I just it was great just hearing about science all weekend. It was amazing. Did you get to talk to Bill Nye? I did get to talk. Are to you Bill serious? Nye. Yeah. Wait, did we not talk about this? No, I hung out with Bill Nye. I had drinks with Bill Nye. What? Yeah, it was great. You are moving up. <laughs> no. wow. he, he knew my name that night, but I don't think he'll remember my name if I meet him again. Never say never. <laughs> he could be a guest on the show someday. Hey, someday. Wow. That's cool. I'm glad you had a good time. And we'll probably hear from some more of those experts you talk to on future episodes of this show. So yeah, absolutely. To that listener. But let's get down to it. Here's the question from Kim on Twitter. Is dark matter bad for us? And if we barely know if dark matter exists, how do we know it's there? For the answers, I talked to Dr. Catherine Mack, also known as Katie Mack, on Twitter. She's a theoretical astrophysicist and assistant professor of physics at North Carolina State University. And here's how our conversation went. Dark matter is, if it is what we think it is, if it's some particle that doesn't have pressure and, we, and doesn't interact with light, it is passing through us right now and uh, has been forever. And, you know, it's here. Like, it doesn't interact with people in any way that we can tell in terms of the, the individual par particles. It does hold the galaxy together, which might be a good thing. It's good for us in the sense that if dark matter wasn't there, or if there, was, if there wasn't some other weird thing happening, our galaxy wouldn't have formed when it did, and we wouldn't be in this nice, beautiful galaxy that we have. So it's kind of, it's helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it, kind of, it kind of pulls the matter together and allows it to form galaxies and uh, structure in the universe. Uh, so, I mean, it's hard to find a way that it's bad. Um, right. It's frustrating sometimes because we don't know what it is, um, but it does. It does. It can't hurt you. And I think maybe the reason that she's wondering if it's bad is because of the word dark. Yeah. So the dark thing is is a misnomer. It's not dark. It's not. It's invisible, but it's not dark. It's not like black, and it's not like ominous. It's just invisible. Mm -hmm. So I think dark matter is kind of a misnomer. It's the same with dark energy. Dark energy isn't dark either. We just don't know what it is, and we can't see it. It's like our knowledge of it is dark. It's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, it's dark. yeah. If dark matter is passing through us all the time, mm. does it only really have a big gravitational effect when it's a bunch of it together? Yeah, when there's a lot of it. Yeah, so so the density of dark matter like in this room is based on the current measurements. It's about a third the mass of a proton per cubic centimeter. Wow. So if you think of how many protons are in a cubic centimeter of regular air, it's a lot. Um, so it's a very small amount uh, that's, you know, right here right now and mostly i mean i say it's passing through us we're passing through it you know the earth is orbiting the sun the sun is orbiting the galaxy so we're sort of zooming through it 
at something like a few hundred kilometers per second. And um, we just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter too much on the kind of scales that we think about in terms of a solar system. On mass, in a galaxy, it's the most important thing. Right. Thanks for your question, Kim. Remember, you can find a link to follow Cody and me on Twitter in the show notes of every podcast we post. Feel free to follow and ask us questions on there or email us at podcast at curiosity.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. We're going to wrap up today with a quick talk about grit. What is grit exactly? Well, the scientific definition of grit is perseverance and passion for long-term goals, according to the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Grit can help you reach your goals, sure, but how do you know how gritty you are? If you don't have a lot of grit, then you might want to rethink how you approach your goals and whether your mindset is helping or hurting you. But how do you quantify your grit? How do you even know if you don't have enough? Well, today, we'll help you with that. You can use the grit scale. You can figure out where you fall on the grit scale by taking a quick 10-question survey on the website of researcher Angela Duckworth. The survey is the result of scientific research that came from Duckworth a little over a decade ago when her team found a consistent way to measure grit. Do you laugh in the face of adversity? Do you push through to reach your goals even when others would give up? Do you keep a laser focus on anything you set your mind to? Here's your chance to quantify it. You can find a link to the survey in our write-up today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. And when you're done, you'll see your grit ranked on a scale from 0 to 5. And you'll also see how you compare to other American adults in a recent study. As always, take it with a grain of salt because it's an online thing. But again, if you get a low score, then maybe it's time to take a second look at how you approach things. Read about these stories and more today on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.